my brain is a very crazy place and I tend to overcomplicate <laughs> things with literally anything in my life, not just with food. So I'm constantly trying to figure out how to make things simpler. Um, and that's kind of what I try to do on Queer Eye as well with helping people. If you mm -hmm. teach them how to make something that's incredibly complex, what are the odds? It's going to look great for TV, but what are the odds that they're actually going to replicate yeah. that time yeah, and again? Yeah, do it again. You want it to be sustainable. We want staying power. Mm -hmm. We want Beyonce. everyone and welcome to we have the receipts i'm your host lawrence b hamilton and i'm chris burns and today we have a three for one deal so we had the pleasure of being in los angeles and seeing mm -hmm. all of these amazing people in the same day and on a nice little press junket as they call it in the industry thank you so much um <laughs> so we're talking drink masters we're talking mm -hmm. easy bake battle that's the anthony cooking mm -hmm. show that everyone's third which i was watching the blacklist an old episode of the blacklist mm -hmm. and who played a polish uh police officer anthony what really and i was like what the fuck is that anthony <laughs> and he only spoke yeah, in polish like, <laughs> um, and then later okay. we talked to Fortune Feimster about her comedy mm -hmm. special. So love her. Let's talk since I brought him up. Easy Bake Battle first. Hopefully, you guys have already watched it, but just in case you haven't, it is where we put talented home cooks and their skills and their creativity to the test. Now they're going to be making fast and easy dishes that are delicious. And plus, on top of that, y'all, they get a chance to win, like, huge cash prizes. Um, of course, Anthony from The Queer Eye is the host. I love him so much. Uh, he's he's he awesome. Also um, was so, like, nice in in person. Yeah. He, um, he has a good personality. Like, I know. You would think, kind of, that he may be kind of like, oh, I'm kind of I know. I don't want to be, like... so warm and nice. I yeah. was expecting him to be not kind of standoffish yeah because yeah, he's like a hot person like, like you know there's yeah, like really right? hot guys will <laughs> uh, you know be a little standoffish sometimes but, but he's so sweet um, and he's funny he actually has a great sense of humor he was he was really fun did you have an easy bake oven i did have an easy bake oven growing up and i burned many a light bulb trying to make brownies i Wa always wanted an easy bake oven. I never had. Yeah. Because See, it was like, you know, a girl's toy back in the day. And that's the thing, though. I feel like men should have easy bake ovens because then maybe more men will cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be a, a boy-girl thing. No, totally. But back in the day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and I thought that the show would be like, they had to use an easy bake oven. That's not what happens. Mm -hmm. It was um all... It's just like simple, like home cooking. Yeah, simple um, home cooking. Which, speaking of, what is your go-to? If you were on a food competition show and you could make anything, what would you make? Probably my mac and cheese or or my mashed potatoes. I'm good at side Ooh. dishes. You know, I'm a side dish queen. Ooh. What's your mashed potato secret? I can't tell you that. I can't tell you, but they, my mashed potatoes are a hit. Everyone loves my mashed potatoes, but I do have a secret ingredient. People love my Maybe mashed potatoes Maybe I'll tell you later, too. but not on air. What um, would you make? 
I would in a make competition. mashed potatoes. No, <laughs> you would. No, oh, I, I wouldn't. Shoot. I wouldn't. Have but have a mashed potato it would off. be a fun thing to do. I would make. <laughs> I also make really good like Brussels sprouts if we're doing like side dishes. Ooh, um, okay. I would probably make. I make like this um, pasta sauce, like a roasted red pepper mm-hmm. sauce, uh, mm. and that I'd probably tr- make something like that. That's a good. Now, I make a good you put lasagna. The hot pepper sauce on the Brussels sprouts. Oh no no! This is if we're doing a side separate competition, okay. Okay. then I'm doing Brussels sprouts. But if I was making just like one main dish, I would make like mm-hmm. this roasted red pepper pasta, or mm. I make like a good, a really good seafood chowder. We're gonna have to have a friendsgiving or somehow in person. Yeah, we'll send each we'll other. <laughs> we'll have to send each other mashed potatoes. Right. <laughs> in a bag okay so let's get into our interview with anthony um and you guys are going to want to watch this one if if you can on to doom because he's very good to look at so let's let's Mm -hmm. let's get into (laughs) easy bake battle so as culinary expert on queer eye since 2018 (laughs) you've really made a name for yourself as uh cooking in simple ways in amazing ways with simple ingredients Mm -hmm. what sort of led you to that uh, passion, I guess. Ooh. I mean, food in my family, it's something that we've just, we're all so obsessed with. Like, I used to go to, to your point, we were talking about carbonara, mm-hmm. about, like, when we first met. We used to go to restaurants when I was, like, I remember, I'm just having a weird daydream, so I'm just going to share it. We were in North Carolina because mm-hmm. my dad windsurfs, and we would go to Cape Hatteras. I was eight years old, and we went to a restaurant that now doesn't exist anymore. It was called Labrador, and they had a roasted halibut with like a crab pistachio crust and I remember having that and then on our drive back to like the motel where we were staying at on the beach I remember my mother being like oh like it was missing some kind of like citrus and my dad was like oh it like needed some kind of heat when we got back Mm. to Montreal they recreated that dish and figured out how to make it better so that's kind of been like a symbol for how I've approached food like I love Mm -hmm. going to restaurants and then I think about it obsessively and I'm like how do I make it better how do I make it easier and so it's just kind of been like a running through line in my life. And I feel mm-hmm. like with cooking, it's something that for so many people can be so intimidating and they don't even know how to broach it at first. Yeah. And so I'm always trying to figure out because my brain is a very crazy place and I tend to overcomplicate <laughs> things with literally anything in my life, not just with food. So I'm constantly trying to figure out how to make things simpler. Um, and that's kind of what I try to do on Queer Eye as well with helping people. If you mm-hmm. teach them how to make something that's incredibly complex. What are the odds? It's going to look great for TV, but what are the odds that they're actually going to replicate mm. that time yeah, again? Yeah, do it again. You want it to be sustainable. We want staying power. Mm-hmm. We want Beyonce. Yeah. I was listening to yes. her album earlier on. It's the first time so I ever good. make a reference, but it's so, so good. good. What's your favorite song on the album? Um, we had the combo yesterday. We did. So there are two. I would have to see the track list, uh-huh. but I don't know the names, but there are okay. two that I'm obsessed Sing a little with. Something. No, I'm kidding. I'm just I would if I genuinely remember them, but if I had I'm my phone, joking. I would I would show you. I'll, I'll tell you later. But I well, feel very know, strongly about them. Beyonce is very impressive. And speaking of being impressive, <laughs> like how I did Great that look. Yeah, see how I did that. Love did a clever that. segue. <laughs> so when you cook for somebody, what's your go-to meal to try to like impress somebody? Like if they're coming over your house or you, you know. Look, pasta is always a crowd pleaser. It makes everybody happen, yeah. happy. I try to focus on like one type of protein. So if I'm going to like roast a whole 
beef tenderloin or something like that, but it mm -hmm. kind of has to match with the pasta that I'm making, and it can be kind of tricky at times. Mm -hmm. So even though it's basic, chicken is a really good one. Pie yards, if you pound them down really nice and thin, mm -hmm. they cook very quickly and they don't have to sit for too long. Mm -hmm. You can actually make them like a la minute, like right when your guests arrive, so you're not in the kitchen for too long. <laughs> and then with pasta, if it's winter, I love a bolognese. Mm. A mm. meat sauce. Hell yeah. With some fresh grated <laughs> farm. Like, yes. Mm. <laughs> or if it's like more spring summery, I try to, I'm obsessed with lemons. Me and too. so I'll do like a nice little lemon pasta with some like crushed walnuts, recipe available in Anthony. Oh, Let's see. do dinner, my second cookbook <laughs> available on newsstands. Now support your small bookstores. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, pasta is always, I feel like, fail safe. Or basil is something that people mm. really love. So if you mm. make like a nice, simple, classic pesto, Roast some zucchinis, get them really nice and crispy so they're like zucchini chips. Mm. And it's something that you can enjoy room temperature the next day. Mm. Okay. Or at one o'clock in the morning when you wake up and you're hungry. <laughs> I'd be very impressed by any of those dishes. Yeah, I was like, man. Is absolutely. there any, as an adventurous uh, eater yourself, is there any food that you just like can't? Yeah. I have one ingredient. Um, it's a spice and it's caraway seeds. Do you want to hear about a traumatic childhood experience? Of course yes. we go. do. <laughs> All right, so I'm six years old. I just got back home from Polish school. My sisters were somewhere, and I was in the kitchen, and my parents' Polish households often have caraway seed bread. Mm -hmm. And caraway seeds look like weird little bugs if you look closely enough. Like, they oh. kind of curl like little worms, but they're not. And it's a savory bread that we eat with, like, hunter stew and stuff. So I found the savory bread. I didn't know it was savory bread, and I found a massive jar of Costco-sized Nutella. So I slathered it on like it was my last meal. Ooh. And it was like, it wasn't a good sweet and salty. And I got violently ill and projectile vomited all over oh my, my parents' linoleum flooring in their kitchen. And I have not been able to have caraway seeds oh since. God. But I'm still a big lover and aficionado of all things Nutella. It's like me and Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a story. <laughs> I was not six years old. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, wow. We got a lot to unpack there. Let's get into it. So, you know how everyone's, like, getting into meal prepping, right? Yes. Do you have any tips for meal prepping or, like, say, planning to eat on a budget? Because you know, hey, totally. things are tight. Yeah. So, Inflation is a thing that yes, exists. Yes, it is. It really is. Um, so, actually, just um, as I've been accepting the fact that Instagram has shifted us from no longer encouraging posts to reels. Bear with me. There's a point to this. No, yeah. we agree. No, I've we been agree. like doing the videos and one that I did um, a few days ago is actually something that I eat about two to three times a week. I'm obsessed with cauliflower rice. I try to go like a little less carby during the week and try to figure out ways how to sneak my vegetables. I treat myself like I'm a five-year-old. <laughs> and cauliflower rice is the greatest hack because it's so cheap. And what people don't understand oh. is that we often want the florets, like the part that looks like a flower, and people yeah. don't eat the stem. The stem is actually the best part. I'm not angry. Oh. I'm just passionate. Is that what cauliflower rice is made from, the stem? Very often, if you buy it at a grocery store, they use the stem because it's cheaper, but it's oh. actually milkier and more dense and has oh. a lot more flavor, and I think it has more nutrients in it. So I make cauliflower rice. I freeze it in like little bags or containers. You throw it onto a hot pan. Any nut that you might have, almonds, pepitas, mm. uh, pine nuts, mm. which are seeds, mm -hmm. um, literally any nut that you have, any type of spice, throw in the cauliflower rice for three to four minutes. It cooks so quickly. You don't want to oh. overcook it so that it's a mush unless you want to turn it into a soup or a puree. Okay. And then that's your base. 
And then you can use like a meat alternative, you can use fish, you can use chicken. So you have like your starchy fix and then throw in another vegetable and you have a whole meal. Mm. That's a healthy meal. I'm trying it. I was about to say cauliflower. Do you have any like guilty things you do when you're cooking? Like cheats that you would be embarrassed people knew? Like using Velveeta instead of. (laughs) Oh, not Velveeta, but thank you for the specificity. (laughs) Um, For example. So, okay. I love ketchup. Mm. I'm not afraid to say it. Me too. And when I'm making, I make like a lazy bolognese because a bolognese can take several hours to make. Mm -hmm. As we all know, and during the week, if I use like ground turkey, I still use my mirepoix, which is like your base of carrot, celery, and onion. But I add a little bit of ketchup to my tomato sauce because it adds really nice acidity and sweetness so that it kind of tastes like a marinara. A little bit goes a very long way. And then the other thing that I like to do, if I make a lot of, you know, when you buy basil, you use three leaves and then you look at the rest of them and they're already brown. Yeah. Make (laughs) pesto and then you can store it in ice cube trays or in like little containers. And then with that pesto, throw it into a can of tomatoes, which is less expensive to buy than prepared jar sauces, which have tons of like crap and sugar in them. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. If you throw in pesto into like regular canned tomatoes that you can crush with your hands, you have a perfect sauce that's ready in minutes and you didn't waste those basil leaves I never thought of before. like ice cube sauce prep yeah and it melts so quickly that's genius it's I've like those so fancy I'm uh, fancy like... listen to me not fancy <laughs> but like the Go bird's on. eye like stir fry but they have bird's eye PR is watching this and they're like we've never <laughs> yeah. had the word fancy attributed to uh, our wow let's get, get on this and a bird's eye back at your place the opposite of But fancy. you know what? Let's have a little moment of appreciation for frozen vegetables. For bird's eye. <laughs> for bird's eye. Or for any frozen vegetables. Yeah. It sounds like an endorsement, but they genuinely are like they're frozen at peak freshness. Mm. There's nothing that's added to them. One thing I learned on Easy Bake at Battle that a lot of our home cooks were using that I have always been like thinking that I was too above it, buying frozen chopped onions. It saves you so much time and so many tears. Wow. I never thought of that. And they're already I ready. I didn't even know they and the, sold frozen And the little pearl onions. onions that take forever to like peel. And yeah. They take you like a freaking hour. They're already frozen without the skin. And you just plop them in eight minutes before your stew's ready. And they soften up perfectly, but they still hold together. Mm. Mm. Genius. I got all types of stuff to try for Cam. Cam, I hope you're ready. Okay, I got some meals. I got frozen onions. <laughs> <laughs> frozen onions frozen with bird's onions. eye and ketchup and Velveeta. Voila. Oh my God. The Chris Burns special. <laughs> um, if you had to choose one of your Queer Eye co-stars to mm-hmm. be a contestant on Easy Bake, who do you think would fare the best? Um, so if I'm going from a schadenfreude perspective and I just want to see somebody live out pain and anguish <laughs> and stress, I would pick Karamo. Uh-huh. Um, it's no shade. He knows it. He knows, he knows it all too well. He is. He has started, he's pivoted from Skittles to fruit platters. Um, okay, that's set. a good change. I'm happy to report. That's so a good change. going after fresh Growth. fruit. Yep, Growth. Yep. And, um, but if I would... If I actually wanted somebody um, uh, on the show to join, it definitely would have to be Tan. Mm. Although he cooks a lot of like very traditional Kashmiri, Pakistani, and Indian dishes, which mm-hmm. are very laborious and take a lot of time. Mm. He's an incredibly talented cook. Mm. He makes the best dal, which is like this incredible lentil stew. I think he uses like mm. 30 cloves of crispy garlic. It's oh, unreal. I would love good. to see him just like blow everybody's mind. Wow. He, would, he would fail though. 
He would make that. He's very patient and slow and like thoughtful. It's like you gotta, you gotta go. Move quick. I just want to see his perfect pump, just kind of like fall to the side and just see like a mess, like a mess with his hair. Yes, exactly. And his billowy shirt just get really wrinkled and yeah. So we know that you know you're a wonderful cook, but you know if you had to be mentored by any cook dead or alive, who would it be? Ina Garden. Uh, that was quick. That was quick. You didn't have to think about that. She just, she just represents the joy of cooking for me. Yeah. And Nigella Lawson. Mm. Both of those romantic. Women. Mm-hmm. Martha Stewart too, but more in like a I want to impress my mom type of way. Yeah. <laughs> like um, honestly, like any, I, I'm just I'm drawn to these like maternal either home cooks or chefs. And I think with Ina especially, I've been watching her since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And there was just like an ease and a simplicity that she brought to everything using limited ingredients, Mm -hmm. which is something that I'm I'm really passionate about that I fail at miserably (laughs) 99.9% of the time. And and her making that perfect roast chicken for Jeffrey as he comes home. I'm like, don't we all want to be Jeffrey? You giggle because you want to be Jeffrey. I know. Who doesn't want to be Jeffrey? Yeah. I want to be Jeffrey. Of course. In her Hamptons house with her like topiaries and her manicured lawn and like picking rose, her own rosemary. She doesn't have to go to the store for rosemary. She's got it in her yard. Imagine picking your own rosemary. I know. Can't even dream. life. (laughs) So we love Easy Bake. We watched. Mm -hmm. What makes that different than other cooking shows? I think we definitely tried to bring elements of things that I've seen in different, because I'm obsessed with cooking competition shows, Mm -hmm. of things that I feel work. Um, I think pace was something that was really important um, just to kind of like keep it moving kind of Mm -hmm. like very quickly. But I also, you know, I can't help myself but like learn from past experiences, or at least I try to. And with Queer Eye, it was empowering people who weren't necessarily confident in the kitchen, but I just, I love the idea of somebody who does something incredible for their community, but it kind of goes under the radar Mm -hmm. and they're not as shameless a narcissist as I am and are on TV with it and do it like in a personal capacity. Mm -hmm. And these home cooks, so many of the moms, which I'm inherently drawn to, there's just there's something so empowering in bringing them into this public forum and having them compete to show what they do every single day for their families and showing everybody in the world, like I think of Haley, that like what they do has worth. Just because it's not on TV, but now it is on TV. (laughs) And so that was something that was incredibly important to me. And I think, you know, um, with TikTok, it's here to stay. Love it. Hate it. Don't understand it like me. There are so many incredible hacks that are being shown there. And it was something that I wanted to show and make available to all people. And so I thought it was great to, to just see, like, the innovative ways that, like, home cooks literally microwave a potato. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. That's my mom does that. Yeah, I do I use that. my microwave for my clock. I do. I like punch holes in it with a fork. And yeah. Then it's so brilliant. It, yeah. it saves so much time. Yeah, yeah, my mom's like, I'll make a baked potato. It'll be ready in five minutes. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So you mentioned some of the contestants from the show. Do you remember anyone? I know that there was a lot um, that really stood out to you, like a meal that they made Ooh. that was really like, oh, that was one yep, of them. Yeah, I know it. I, I'm tasting it right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we had um, a lovely... Kurdish woman, her name was Iman, mm-hmm. who came and she knocked everyone's socks off. Oh, mm-hmm. I saw her episode. Mm-hmm. Tasting her food, it just tasted like home. It was a home mm-hmm. that I wasn't a part of growing up, but she managed to really 
honor her heritage and like usage of spices, but still somehow managed to keep it simple. Like this woman used like 15 to 17 different spices in like any given dish, but still kind of like made it attainable. And she taught me the greatest kitchen hack of all time that I learned. She finished earlier in one of the challenges and she had free time on her hands. So she grabbed a bag of flaming hot Cheetos, chopped up a perfectly ripe avocado, dumped everything in the bowl and poured lime juice and brought everybody a sample of this creation. It's the greatest snack wow. of you all time. You may have just changed my life. Do you taste it? <laughs> Spicy, do. crunchy, limey mm. with the acidity and then like the buttery creaminess of an avocado. So good. She's like, I didn't finish early. I finished right on time. <laughs> Between Queer Eye and Easy Bake, it seems like you're very into changing people's lives. What do you think draws you to this type of show? I think it's less me wanting to change people's lives and me just, I just genuinely love people so much. Mm. And on Queer Eye, it's meeting them kind of where they're at and trying to push them towards the next step, whatever that is. Mm. But I'm just, I, I, it never gets old learning about their stories. Even on Easy Bake, I really wanted to allot time to like really understand what their lives were like. Because mm-hmm. I think especially in like the world that we live in right now, it's like often we can feel like we're alone or like people aren't listening or like we're not being heard. And when you hear somebody's personal story, they can seem so completely different. But you realize that the more you get to know somebody, the more similar we actually mm. are. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, hey, I think we can mic drop right there. Boom. You know, that was it. Thank you so much. Anthony. Thank you for having I mean, me. I always learn so much when we when I talk to you. Second time. So now Second I'm looking time, forward to the third. For two. And I'll see next time I talk to you, I'm going to be like, listen, I tried this for Cam. Yeah. leave me alone. I All know. right. So let's so. talk about this gin incident now. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> like I said, he's very good to look at, but let's, let's move is. on. <laughs> Up next, we got a chance to talk to a group of mixologists from the show Drink Masters. By the way, me and Cam are a fan of this show. Cam is all about learning how to make cocktails and drinks. So on this show, of course, you know, it's always a little bit more fun when there's a cash prize involved, right? So we have these amazing mixologists who showcase their cocktail crafting skills and they compete to win 100K. That's a lot of money. That's that a whole a lot, lot of, of uh, drink supplies to buy. Okay. That's a night out in New York City. <laughs> right. Going <laughs> like that. <laughs> but they compete to win the title of the ultimate drink master. Here's, here's the thing. Can I say something? Mm-hmm. Sure. I... <laughs> Having worked in restaurants, having Mm. lived in New York for the past 10 years, Mm -hmm. ordinarily, when someone says that they are a mixologist, Mm. I, my eyes could not roll further back into my head. (laughs) (laughs) But these people are like actual fucking mixologists because I'm talking people that'll be like, I'm a mixologist. And then they're making like vodka soda. Like, I'm like, well, where did you, like, learn things? These people are, like, doing insane shit. Um, So I I really loved seeing, like, the actual side of mixology and not Mm -hmm. what I always kind of thought it was. Um, It's, like, a skill. Seriously, like... It's crazy. The things... And, I mean, I hate... Because when I was managing the restaurant, I would have to... Like, I knew how to bartend and I would have to... But it was my least favorite thing to do because it was, like... It's just not for me. It's like so much work to make this one drink and then it's 
just make another. It's not. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's not for me. So it's very impressive. Do you have a favorite drink? It really depends on the mood. You know, if I'm like out at a right. place, it'll mm-hmm. either like espresso martini is mm-hmm. obviously because fancy. Um, or like a dirty vodka martini. If we're doing like a cocktail. I like sidecars. Have you ever had a sidecar? I have heard of it, but I can't remember what it is. It's, um, I like to put like cognac in mine. So Ooh. I'll do a little douce sidecar. So it's cognac, triple sec, a little orange. Oh, I love that. I, the cocktail bars like make me anxious. Do they? Because I'm like, I feel like it's so... A lot going on. Like I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna break something. I'm gonna knock something over. Oh, it's a little too too <laughs> fancy. Like yeah, it's a little bit too. Yeah, I'm like too I, uppity. Like I, I just yeah yeah drink yeah. I'm like fun. I need like the yeah. I need like a dive <laughs> version of a cocktail bar. I can feel that. Um, you can feel that. But uh, we did. This was such a fun interview that we have coming mm-hmm. up. Cam was with us. He was, and we <laughs> did some like taste testing. Of random yeah. shit, I'll say, because it wasn't cocktails; it was like ingredients. Things. Um, yeah, I feel like our producers just grab some stuff from the kitchen. Like here, just yeah, and it was. But it's okay. You guys have to watch and listen and see. So, <laughs> check out this interview. All right, so welcome Lauren and Kay and Tom. We saw he's joining us virtually. So, what's up? He's a hardworking. What's man. happening? What's happening? <laughs> then the we shoes. have Cam here with the what's cameo. Up, he couldn't stay away because Cam really loves craft cocktails. He loves everything about drinks. So he's like, I gotta join. Yeah, I, have I to got say, to join. This is definitely us. my type of show. I loved it. So fun. I was jealous, so I wanted to kind of reach through the screen. <laughs> well, we're going to have a chance for you later. We're going to get some yeah. cocktails. Before we get into this game, we want to know about Drinkmasters. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell the people about this first sort of reality competition show of its type. Yeah, I mean, this was a really great opportunity to be a part of something that can really um, show and display a different side of the food and beverage industry. Mm-hmm. and. The, I mean, the individuals who are part of it are OGs. Like, they're really great at what they do. And, mm-hmm. and you know, coming on set and seeing everyone, some people we knew, some people we didn't know. And I, I can say probably everyone respectively felt that way. Um, it was really empowering. Um, and then everyone really showcased their what, what's important to them outside of making cocktails, which I think for me was the most um, inspiring part about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Were there people that you saw that you were like, oh, shit? Uh, no, it was more it was more excitement honestly um it was like oh this is gonna be fun you know like mm-hmm. um i love friendly competition and yeah, i was confident. here for it but um I, there was a lot of growth throughout the experience and time on set and i think um yeah it was just it was really fun to be a part of the like inaugural mm-hmm. season and yeah. um and really like the first type of show on netflix so yeah yeah mm-hmm. totally so as someone who makes so many different types of cocktails, do you guys have a favorite cocktail? Is it impossible to even pinpoint one? This is for you too, Tone. I want to know your favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Go ahead. Okay. So what's some of your favorite cocktails? Least favorite that you don't like to make or like to drink? 
So for me, um, it has a lot to do with where I am, what time of the year it is, mm-hmm. who I'm with. What I'm, I mean, like, cause if, if I'm sitting on the beach, I want like a crushable beer at Pilsner or something yeah. right. to knock back. Knock you know back. what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. I'm not out there like, oh, I'd like a seven ingredient cocktail. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, with, with friends and, and things like that, I always love going out to cocktail bars when we mm-hmm. all get different things and try. Um, I love, I love sours, daiquiris, mm. like, you know, kind of simple. Uh, classics. Classics mm-hmm. are classics for a reason. You yes. know? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm all about that life. Absolutely. Yeah. If there was a cocktail that you never had to make again, what would it Ooh, be? Question. <laughs> Probably a Ramos gin <laughs> I was just going to say the same Which one? Do not order that drink. A Ramos gin fizz. Yeah. So. Okay. I love to drink them. They're delicious. It's a classic pre-prohibition New Orleans. Um, so they're, the thing about them is they used to be made with Shaker Boys, and they had 10 Shaker Boys, and they'd each shake for like a minute each. And oh, you have to God. shake the living crap out of oh, this drink okay. to get the, the egg white like, foam, and it kind of rises. And oh, But man. it's a... You know, you're you're ten deep in the middle of the weeds on a Friday night, yeah. and someone comes in. Yeah, yeah. Ramos, you're like, like that's gonna really? take me like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> service. Yeah, the shaker like, boys no are off. I have <laughs> Ramos on my menu. My staff hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we do new menus, they're always like, "Are we gonna take, take it Do you want to do you want to take it off? And I'm like, but the other thing about a Ramos is that it's kind of like the mark of a good bartender of someone mm. that can really make a beautiful Ramos. Um, and being in a small market, we like to put them on the menu so people are like. They make Ramos yeah. drinks. Yeah. But I think we're we're almost about to take it off. <laughs> okay. They're listening. You're still I know. They, they literally like heard it all the way in Mexico. They're like, she's it's off the menu. It's off the menu. It's off. So I wanted to ask all of you, since you know you're in the reality TV world now. Hello, welcome. Um, <laughs> do you guys have like a favorite reality show? I mean, was that all survivor? Oh my god, I know. It's, I yes. Okay. Would you go on that yes. show? You would? I totally would. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Wait, what yes. you say? You said Survivor? Oh, yes. No. I think I'd go on Survivor, too. Okay, so I'm old. Yeah, I'm just I'd like, I'm, well. I'm in my 40s. I'm yes. 24, and I remember the first season, and I just like, I think that was like the benchmark back then. Uh-huh. And um, Jerry? Was Jerry season one? Jerry was, I think, is he the naked guy? Jerry was the girl who then she comes oh, back. Oh, she was season Remember, three. Remember, she was like yeah, yeah, infamous. She, was she knows her survivor. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm not going to lie. During the pandemic, you know, our industry kind of got shot and there was uh-huh. nothing to do. And I literally binge watched like all 30 some seasons. Oh my God. That was my pandemic <laughs> thing. Yeah, I and I was there like, was that many seasons. there are th- there there's 41, 43. Are, I think what? So I think that's something I would do because I think the the physical competitions would be challenging for me, but I also think that it would be something that would like push me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. It's always good to get pushed out yeah. of your comfort zone. That's kind of extreme, yeah. but you know, it's extreme. still good to do it. And it's then yeah, it's like a free diet. Right. Yeah, but literally also. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about you, Tom? Uh, mine would be, man, only because I watched, I only watch this with my mom because my mom is hilarious and uh, 90 Day Fiance, oh but watching gosh. it with my mom. Yes. <laughs> that I, show is she, hilarious, actually. She breaks it down. <laughs> And I mean, she presses Paul. She gets upset. She's like, I mean, this girl is terrible. <laughs> she is so, so funny, and it's 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 beautiful when I'm because I'm watching the show and then watching her. So like it's it's like it's like two shows. Away. Right. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. Say is mine. That that's, is the best. That's the joy of reality is like watching it with someone that you care about mm-hmm. and like seeing their response, bantering back and forth, talking yeah. back to the TV. Now, yeah. why did you do that? Yeah. We do that. Oh, all you know what? You know what? He is stupid. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, he is just slap stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lauren, what about you before we uh, move into this game? I'm a hopeless romantic. So all the too hot to handle love is... I mean, I'll tell you. <laughs> when it came out, I was like, babe, like, how, like I... I'm going to ask you this question now. What do you think? And he's like, oh, man. Like, can we just watch the show? He's like, we've seen each other. We're 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 already already But Yeah, I'm a hopeless romantic. I love love. Yes. I'm here for it. Wait for season Uh, three of Love is Love. Oh, girl. It's a It's crazy. It's a ride. It's a ride. Should we play this game? Let's play this game. Okay. So, these are four separate cocktail Mm -hmm. ingredients. Okay. Some are liqueurs, some are not. So we're going to taste them and describe them without giving it away. Okay. And you three have to try and guess what it is. Do it. I feel like you'll be pretty good at They're it. They're probably yeah. looking at it like, well, that's I don't know. Know. Just, that's just that's the that. color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so are we going here and up? All right, so we'll, we'll go this way and up. All right, let's start here. Now I'm going to let you guys know I am not... A drink master, Ooh. so I, I you. I'm gonna try to work with y'all. Describe this the and we best can't do way anything I can. Too obvious. Well, I would recommend okay. smelling first. Okay. Ooh. Swirling oh, okay. it in your tongue, and then taking a sip. I don't want to swirl great. this on my tongue. And then if you that can describe. Explains anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I, it does. It, it, smells it actually very, helps very a lot. Good, mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, it tastes like something you'd have at a holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's giving. Oh, I don't know if that's. It's giving pudding. Oh, mm. so it's it sweet. It's sweet. It's sweet. It's very sweet. Is it nutty? It's In a, a way, nutty. it's very rich, sweet. It's like um, decadent. Decadent. Yeah. Yes. Dessert. Very desserty. Dessert-y. All right, I think we've got it. Oh, what is it? Amaretto. Close. No, but I have no. to double check. Less, <laughs> less, less, <laughs> less. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It's um, um, pudding. Not, not really vanilla nutty. pudding. Not, not vanilla. vanilla. Not vanilla, Crumb but... cacao? Yes. Yes! yes. <laughs> Bingo. Oh I, I didn't want to say, say chocolate. Not vanilla. Like, okay, okay. But this does taste like chocolate pudding. It does there, taste there we like chocolate pudding. Wow. If, if I can just add in, uh, my favorite part of this game so far is it's giving pudding. <laughs> <laughs> it's, giving it's giving pudding. pudding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. we well, you got to know it's new hashtag, it's trending already. It's giving pudding. It's pudding. giving pudding. <laughs> right, this, this is I told y'all I'm not gonna be good at describing these drinks. Mm. Getting uh, citrusy. Yeah, cleaning perhaps. <laughs> cleaning. It seems cleaning a more alcoholy than the other. Okay. One. Higher proof. Ah. For sure. Is, this it's it's or, is it citrusy like orangey? Very orangey. Cointreau. Mm-hmm. Orange liqueur. Yes. 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 Boom. Oh, this tastes like. Well, you know, with the creme Burn. de cacao and the it's giving like the. Orange chocolate. Yeah, you yes. know what I mean. Woo. All right. <laughs> Look at Joe. <laughs> okay, this exactly is, it is it's 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 cinnamony. Oh yeah, this Amaro? is a strong one. Whoa. Oh, yeah. oh I, you can't see no, it. I don't no, know. we can so. just look. Oh no, the color. It's in tomorrow. It's very. Oh, um, is no. that what it is? No, no. It might be a version of that. It's probably a type of amaro. So what does it taste like? It smells like cinnamon. It's very it astringent, does. bitter. 
Oh, it's thank. I think that's, it's that is it. Just bitters. Yeah, it's like big red. Yeah, I didn't even take a sip of bitters. Oh, that's why I was like, I'm not gonna smoth and high. I should have taken it. We put like drops of that. Drops. That's like liquid big red. All right. I can smell it. I am awake. That was so strong. Now, like, I feel like I'll switch out. I have the answer. Check what the answer is. Okay. Okay. Don't, no cheating. No cheating. It's I, I can look at Kate. Oh, smelling. Girl, right. if I could read upside down, I could barely read straight. Okay, here we go. It smells like something healthy. <laughs> like why, it's, why turn your nose open? Like, no, it, it smells, smells like healthy. Uh, healthy. It, it's giving like a green juice accompaniment. <laughs> it is giving. Cam, what does it taste like? It tastes like something earthy. Um, something spicy. I know. I'm like, why is spicy. it color? It is a spice. Yeah, I don't it's think still sweet. Any it's still sweet, but it's spicy. Um, it tastes like almost spicy. like a soda it, that has a little spice to it. Is it, it. lemon chill? It tastes like it can make a drink Not from lemon. Rock <laughs> what Rock is that? Is it like vanilla what, honey? What? Like is it ginger Yes. yes. Ginger beer. Ginger beer. <laughs> Healthy. Y'all did amazing as we expected. Yes. Tano in spirit, you were saying what it was. I was right with y'all. I know she was right. He just wanted us to do He just didn't want to blurt out the answers because he picked up on them. Yeah, yeah. Time. We're going to have to get Cam so much, some water. I've so much during the series. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm a ringer at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so. thank you guys so much. Before we go, mm -hmm. I think, why should everyone watch the show? Mm -hmm. Want to take this one first? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, this, for me, the show is long overdue. As mm -hmm. someone who's, you know, saw Top Chef and all of these things, um, Creating cocktails is is difficult and fun and challenging and artful and creative. Um, and I think that people get to see a side of our industry that is um, very respectable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're not, believe it or not, we're, a lot of us don't drink and we don't party. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, this is a career. This is something that we're passionate about. This is, there's no pivot for me. There's nothing else I would ever want to do in the world than what I do right now. Um, and I think a lot of people think that bartending is a stepping stone or something you do while you're doing something else. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be an actress or I did it while I went to school to be a lawyer. Um, and for a lot of us, this is it. This is what yeah. we do and this is what we love. And, and it's um, something to take a lot of pride in. And I think what we do is pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely a skill. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not what you do is not uh, putting yourself through school bartending. No. Yeah. I yeah, that I could never. <laughs> and, and I have to well, say that it really shows the art of drink mm -hmm. making mm -hmm. on this show. Yeah. It's it's really phenomenal. So we take a I think, I think there's a, I think there's a real um I think, you know, besides the cast and the crew and the producers and everybody else who kind of made this thing happen, uh and you have you guys have seen it, but I think people are gonna take away almost like the 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 I want to try to do this. I yes. want to try to do this at home Absolutely. and try to create. And I mean, I know when I, when we, when we wrapped the first season, I went back and I tried to start doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking pots out and my girl was like, what, what are you doing? I was like, just relax. I'm about to make something. Like, I saw this on the show. So I think people are really just going to like try to challenge themselves to really yes. get into it because mm -hmm. the, you know, that these 12 people just were amazing at what they do. And, and uh, you're going to take away something from it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're yeah. so excited for the world to yeah, see. Yeah, to see this so show. Great. You're going to see a lot so of nervous. people trying to do it. Yeah, don't be nervous. I mean, hey, we were inspired, so I'm sure you guys are going to inspire so many more people, and uh, we look forward to the world seeing it. Congratulations thank on the show. Yes, yes. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's giving pudding. Yes. It's giving pudding. It's giving pudding. I can still taste the um, cacao liqueur. Oh, yes. Cacao. Oof. That's just fun to say. It is fun to say. It's not fun to drink. I'll say that. <laughs> no. Let's get into our third segment, which was Fortune Feimster. We were talking to her about her stand-up special, Good Fortune, which is her mm-hmm. second Netflix comedy special. She reflects on her own good fortune, ironically. Ahaha. <laughs> which is her birth name. I think we asked. Didn't you ask that? If that was yeah, her legal that name. that is. Um, we talk about, yeah, the life events that, ex- that she experienced that inspired this whole special. Um, what did you think about the special? Are you big on stand-up specials? You know what? I do I actually love stand up and I love when comedians kind of make fun and talk about their own life, yeah, which yeah. a lot of comedians do. But I guess I just love Fortune because this is like my second time meeting her and she's been so sweet both times. Yeah. And I just love her personality and her aura. And she has a really cute little dog that I met at the party. Oh, yeah. He was that so we went cute. to. <laughs> did you meet her dog? I did. <laughs> Oh, so cute. So, you know, I'm I'm a Fortune Feimster fan. Yeah, me too. I mean, I like grew up mm-hmm. watching Fortune on like Chelsea Lately and stuff. So she always mm-hmm. kind of was what I was aspiring to. Um, so it was really nice to meet her and also that she was awesome to talk to and not like, you know, no one wants to to meet their hero and then it'd be terrible. <laughs> That's true. Which is why I'll I'll never meet Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh no! I just think I'm like I think that if I met like there's celebrities where I'm like if I met like Ariana Grande, I think she would like mm-hmm. me. I think Lady Gaga. You don't think Lady Gaga? I don't would... think she. I think she would be like. I, no, I don't. I don't think, I think she, she would. would love I don't you. know that she would vibe with me that much. Really? I think she would love you. <laughs> well, we I really will see. do. Um, but speaking <laughs> of vibing, let's get into our interview with Fortune. Well, we are so excited to have you, Fortune. And oh. you know, we met previously, and mm-hmm. it's so good to see you again. It's so you crazy because now the work the it's like the roles are reversed. That's now. right. Now I'm interviewing you. I'm in the hot <laughs> seat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did she give you, you difficult know. questions? Yeah. No, actually, Fortune, I tell everyone you are so nice. Like, oh, she's good. the sweetest person. I was excited to see you again today. Oh, so. it's so good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> so enough with the nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but so let's talk about your name. You probably get this all the time, mm-hmm. Fortune. Yeah. Tell me about how you like came up with that name. Is that your natural name? It's my natural name. It's my <laughs> middle name. Uh, okay. It's my great grandmother's maiden name. There was a bunch of people in my family with the last name Fortune. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a great last. It's a great name. name. It is. Oh, yeah. Wow. And my my grandmother, who I was very close to, really really wanted my mom to name me Fortune. And my mom said that uh, before I was born that I would have to be Miss America to live up to a name like Fortune. <laughs> so I grew up with my my first name and uh, uh, which is Emily, and I but it never really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And I I found out how much my grandmother wanted me to be called Fortune, and we were so close. Uh, so after she died, I 
sort of had in the back of my head that if I ever did anything like entertainment related or, uh, you know, anything on stage, that I would use that name as sort of a nod to her. But I kind of thought you could be, you know, one thing on stage and mm-hmm. another thing in life. And, it, and quickly, fortune just <laughs> was very synonymous with me and my personality. Yeah. So it just clicked. And, it's a great uh, name. It is yeah. a great name. Does anyone still call you Emily? My mom does, and that's yeah. some people that I grew up with. But even when I was growing up, that name never really fit. People yeah. would call me by my last name. Mm-hmm. They would say Feemster, Feemy, Femer. I was never really getting <laughs> called that. So I, I think it was more of my mom just loved that name, mm-hmm. and it was my cousin's name. Sort of, you know, Southerners are big with family names. Uh, but I think at this point, everybody just feels like fortune yeah. fits. Yeah. And, and I do feel like it is. A cool, uh, like I said, a, a cool nod to my grandmother because she uh, instilled a lot of confidence and, mm-hmm. and self worth in me, and it feels like she kind of knew who I was supposed to be oh, yeah. before I did. Amen. Yeah. Awesome. See, Granny's yelling. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so your Netflix special, Good Fortune, drops on October 25th. Yeah. So let's talk about your process and like going into something like a special. How do you prepare for something like that? What influences you to even come up with you know, what you talk about, yeah. which is hilarious, by the way. Oh, We've seen it. Thank you. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's so great. We oh, yeah. loved it. Oh, thank you, guys. I mean, it's uh, the preparation is many 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 shows on the road you gotta Mm -hmm. uh, go out there and tour this material for a really long time you start writing it at you know I start writing it at home you're just thinking about Mm -hmm. stories about your life and you know relationship what do you want to tell I really wanted to pick up where my first hour uh, sweet and salty ended where Mm -hmm. I was talking about growing up and my journey and this one was more of like me as an adult me me getting engaged me Mm -hmm. being married and what I'm like in that relationship and, you know, stuff that you think will be relatable to other mm-hmm. people. And then you go out on the road and, you know, keep building that set and trying to make it funnier and more interesting, keep people's attention. So I did like, I think, 100 cities, wow. 165 shows and uh, about 14 months, 15 oh months. God. Wow. So you just you just get it as good as you can and then film it and hope for the best. <laughs> what, what made you land on Chicago for the filming um, location? Because that's where I met uh, my now wife, Jack. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, so my first one I filmed in North Carolina because it was so much about growing up that mm-hmm. I thought, well, this is a lot about uh, us getting engaged and being in a relationship. And we met in Chicago. She was living there. And I met her at Gay Pride Weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah, normally don't, be your, yeah. <laughs> normally don't meet your wife there. You're having some fun. Yeah. But I got lucky. Uh, so it felt like a, a cool full circle moment of like, here I am talking about uh, our journey. And this is where we met. That yeah, that awesome. is very full circle. Yeah. Um, okay. I Also, the pictures. We have to talk. I know you discuss it in the comedy special. <laughs> but I remember looking at your, I think they were like people. Uh-huh. Exclusive photos. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have never guessed that you were washed away by the sea. I mean, yeah, we had these gorgeous photos. <laughs> that, that we, you know, we're looking our best. And uh, we, the very end of the day of our wedding day, um, we were... Uh, we we got married in Malibu and we were like, oh, let's go, you know, over here by these stairs. The water is so pretty. The sun's setting. 
and we got pummeled oh. by this giant wave, and we saw the whole thing coming. It's slow, like, like slow, slow motion. No. You couldn't do anything. We were just like, and our photographer captured the entire. That's thing. so perfect. I don't know. She That's didn't get swept though. away. Oh, she was on, she was out on a rock. Oh my god! You got the right camera. photographer, and she had our entire day's worth of photos on that camera. Oh. So if she had gone, oh what, no, it would have been memories. Yeah. yeah. If the photographer had been washed away completely, <laughs> <that> <laughs> we didn't want anything to happen to her. Oh, you know, also the camera. Well, that's that. See, now that's something that happened that you'll talk about for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. it's a memory, right? Yeah. It's a core memory. Yeah, that's the best. It makes it a better story. Yeah, it was just you know, great photos. It, well, and thank God you didn't get swept away goodness. completely. Well, it was hilarious because we went down with the photographer, just us, and we came back up, and our friends were upstairs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the last they saw us, we were all done up, and we come back just drenched. Oh, like, what? And they're happened? like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh well speaking of memories you know comedy is not an easy job choice like it's mm-hmm. hard to do to go out in front of audiences and like share your life yeah do you have a memory of either like your favorite show or moment or mm. a time when you bombed if you've ever bombed i mean maybe you it's rare it, you know? <laughs> but you know a memorable show that you just like remember throughout your career yeah for good or bad yeah right. um I mean, obviously, filming both specials, that mm-hmm. was a really special memory because you're, you know, you just want to get it right. You've mm-hmm. been working that material for so long and you know you're going to share it with the world. And uh, there's something really special about all these people coming together to tell your story, mm-hmm. to help you tell it. Um, so those really stand out for me. I mean, you, you obviously have some bad gigs. I did one early on for a uh, for an event where the person in charge quit like the week before and the guy who took over had no idea what was going oh, on. No. It ended up being like in a biker bar. They had switched venues last minute. <laughs> oh, the the stage was a crate <laughs> and the light was, you know, one of those uh, work lights that you clamp on. Oh my Yeah, gosh. that was the spotlight. <laughs> it was like a karaoke machine what? microphone. And <laughs> this was like, this was right after last comic standing. Nobody knew who I was in yeah. that room. They, they they like they promoted it as this big like sit down dinner and comedy show. It was like a Chinese buffet, and that was like <laughs> half you know picked at. And these people wanted no part of my, me or my oh comedy. My they gosh. were just like, "What is this?" We're here for the Chinese buffet. Yeah, they they wanted egg rolls, not my comedy. So my I brought my mom for moral support, and I just remember her looking at me, just being like. Oh, this is is this the life choice that you really <laughs> this want? This is what you want to do. <laughs> so I don't my and I had a guy open for me. He was supposed to do twenty minutes. He lasted two. Oh my god! If that tells you oh. anything, did he just give up or did, did they he, boom? He, no, I I mean they all were just like, who are you? What is this? <laughs> it's like and good night. And I wanted to ask people like, what did you think you were coming to? <laughs> yeah, right. But I had to stay up there for forty minutes. It was the oh, longest man. forty minutes wow. of my life. Well, speaking of, at what point did you decide that comedy was what you were going to do for a living? Um. Gosh, I don't know. I I mean, you spend so much time trying to just get a job, trying to get mm-hmm. paid to do what you love. You mm-hmm. know, I spent a lot of years really hustling and not making a dime at it. Uh, I think when I got hired at Chelsea lately, I finally got to make a living making people laugh. I mm-hmm. it, it was the first time I think in my career I felt like okay, I've I've made it. Yeah. Like I can. 
uh, actually, you know, pay my bills. I, I owed my roommate <laughs> a lot of rent money. Uh, <laughs> but you're just spending so many years hustling, trying to get that first break. The and, journey. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then finally it happens and you just feel like it's too good to be true. And I was really lucky that door was open for me and, mm -hmm. and have been getting to do this since. Well, we're all lucky the door was open yeah. for you. Yeah, no, we are happy. <laughs> Thank you. So speaking of like stand-up comedy, what would you say makes like a great stand-up comic or a great stand-up, you know, comedy act? Um, I mean, I think we've really entered into a time where stand-ups are sharing more of themselves, mm -hmm. more of their own stories. I really like that. I like when someone has a unique point of view, like you're learning about them. I love watching a, a comic and, uh, and at the end of it, I feel like I know them a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that, I think they're, you know, if they're telling relatable stories, you get, get something out of it too. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, I've, I've done that in my, you know, life yeah. or that happened to me when I was dating or, yeah. um, just pulling stuff from their, their experience that, that makes you feel better about your own life helps. <laughs> so yeah, anybody that's willing to share themselves in a very, uh, authentic way, when mm -hmm. you feel like you're watching somebody and you're like, that is who that person is. They're yeah. not putting on, they're putting on a show, right? but it, you feel like they're being authentic to their mm -hmm. stories. I love that authenticity too. And that's like, oh, I was no, going to say, that's what I love about, you know, some comedians too. It's like when they're up there, you can tell they're just mm -hmm. like telling stories. It's yeah. almost like story time. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's, it's their life. It's, you know, they're, they're telling you real stories yeah. and it's their life and they're mm -hmm. just a funny person and you are interested in what they're saying and they, mm -hmm. but they're able to tell it in a way that keeps you engaged. Yeah. yeah. And I skill. was a long time, you know, yeah. a long time it really is. What do you make of all of these, um, Form like reality stars, bachelor contestants mm -hmm. who now are stand ups. I mean, there's room for all of us, you know. It's just a different. <laughs> it's just a different thing that they're doing. They're yeah. you know, it's a a little bit more of um you know entertainment kind of thing mm -hmm. instead of like stand up. It's like uh, it's a little bit different. Like I'm gonna tell you the you know, hot guys, yeah, <laughs> you know, which is great. There's like room for that. And yeah. so I'm always like the more the merrier, you know, mm -hmm. if you uh, are, are authentic to yourself and telling, you, you know, your own stories, your people will find you. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, so I'm like, whatever, do your thing, you know, yeah. live I, performance is fun. Yeah. There's nothing better than getting in front of an audience and hearing that laughter. I love what you said. You said if you tell your story, the right people will find you. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Because people yeah, feel like, true. oh, I have to cater to yeah. you know this and that. It's like, no, just share who you are, yeah. and the people who matter will find you. That's yeah. right. If it, they'll resonate with you or they won't, yeah, you can't yeah. control that part of it. So say that. You better yeah. preach it here, Porch. You better preach. <laughs> Speaking of like comedians, mm -hmm. do you have a favorite comedian? I mean, I like a lot of people. I grew up on Saturday Night Live. That was mm -hmm. like the the thing that resonated with me. So I was obsessed with like, you know, the Adam Sandlers and the Molly Shannons and yeah. Will Ferrell. And mm -hmm. I still to this day, I'm huge fans of, of all of them. I love those people that these really big, bold characters and committed to them mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and weren't afraid to look silly or, or be ridiculous. Yeah. I always resonated with that. But my... My all-time favorite, uh, 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 who will remain so for for my lifetime, is Carol Burnett. Oh, uh, I, I am Carol a huge Burnett. Carol Burnett mm -hmm. fan, and I grew up watching reruns of her show with my grandmother. And I, 
I feel like I've tried to not not knowingly. I think I emulated some of what she did because she, you know, the monologue is essentially stand up mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. character work, and then the Q and A at the end was improv, and and that's what I've done in my career: stand up characters, improv, uh, and again another person who wasn't afraid to to be silly, but uh, she had such a she she has such a, a big heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell that she uh, has that you know thing where you just want to be her friend. You want to yeah. sit down yeah. and talk mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really I really love her. I got a chance to interview her for, oh, on our radio so- show. Oh, wow. Yeah, and not in person. Was, was she the, nice? She was unbelievably nice. What if she nice. was like, no? She was, <laughs> she was terrible. She was so rude. She was <laughs> really homophobic. Mean, you meet the people who you look up to uh, and yeah, it's like never nothing. Know. Yeah, like, don't meet your heroes. It was, it was on the phone and she asked me about um, my name as well. Like, even though we were oh, interviewing see? her. <laughs> yeah. And I got to tell her the th- story about my grandmother mm-hmm. and my grandmother was who introduced me to her. And oh, wow. It was, a, again, another cool full cir- circle moment. And at the end of the interview, I cried. I was, oh, like, so yeah, touched a, to get to talk to someone like that. Yeah. I used to watch yeah. Carol Burnett on, do you remember the show Mama's Family? No oh, one yeah. Ever, yeah, yeah, of course. No of one course. ever remembers yeah. when I talk about Mama's I Family, but Mama's Carol family. Burnett was, like, Vicki Lawrence's <laughs> mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have a, like, fake painting of Carol Burnett smoking a cigarette from Mama's Hilarious. Family oh, above yeah. my bed. I love <laughs> it. She's the best. <laughs> um, okay, so not as kindly, let's get into judging, because okay. you've done a lot of uh, mm-hmm. judging shows. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, I was like, who am I? <laughs> uh, I get a K? lot of food shows. Yeah, yeah. Drag Race. Yep, yep. Is there anything that you would like to judge, or anything that you would not judge if you were asked? Well, I'm always shocked when people ask me to judge things because I feel like I'm like a pretty like easygoing <laughs> person. I'm not like, very judging, <laughs> but I love being in those worlds because I feel like I'm. I'm learning stuff too. Like doing drag race was so much fun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who? I'm like, all of these women look gorgeous. These, <laughs> the drag queens are gorgeous. I'm like, and I'm gonna sit here and judge their makeup. Or, I'm like, you know, you know, I'm like sitting there in a blazer judging people. So, it, but it, for me, I always try to come at it from a place of positivity because that's mm-hmm. how I sort of view the world anyway. Uh, and appreciating what they do and less of a, like, you're doing this wrong. I mm-hmm. I prefer to be the person that's doing more the of Paula. the lifting up. Lift a little, put a yeah. little sugar on it. <laughs> <laughs> a little sugar. Yeah. Thank you for talking oh, to us. Oh, my pleasure. Yes, thank, thank you, you and congrats on the special. Oh, yes, appreciate absolutely. it. And everybody go watch the go special. Watch it. Good fortune. Yes. <laughs> Okay, listen, like I said, meet your heroes because it was it was great to talk to her. And then we yeah, we got to chat even more when we saw her at the party that night. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, great, great. And uh, yeah, y'all be sure to y'all check out her stand up. Good fortune. Yes. If you haven't already. And next week is our last episode of the year. Don't worry. We will be back in 2023. But our last episode will be a year in review. And so we'll be giving some teasers of what's to come next year. But more so, we'll be talking about everything that has happened last year, which is this whole show. Mm -hmm. It's only been a a year about, I would say. Yeah. Right? I think we started in like March. Yeah. Um, That year went by quick. My goodness. It flew. And so many shows, so many relationships ruined. (laughs) A lot of relationships. Um, <laughs> a lot of tears. So send. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the ultimatum. 
speaking of. Uh, so, which, there's a queer ultimatum coming out. Let's be. Yes. Let's, and I don't think that's, a, I know that's not a secret. So, we'll have a lot mm-hmm. to talk about next year. But send us your questions and what we, what you want us to talk about for our last episode of the year. What we want to delve deeper into. Because we make this show for and with you. So send us your questions to receipts at castmedia.com. That's cast with a K. Or you can DM me at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Or me at Need for L Speed. And guys, be sure that you are following. No, seriously, hit the follow button like right now. It's the last Otherwise, episode I'm come of the year. The speakers and, ah! <laughs> Just kidding. Or you guys can go and look at our beautiful faces over at To Doom, which is the official Netflix site to help find and fuel your fandom for the shows and movies you love. That's Netflix.com slash T U D U M. Today's episode of We Have the Receipts is a production by Netflix to Doom and Cast Media. We are your favorite hosts in the whole wide world. I know we are. Chris Burns and Lawrence B. Hamilton. Our producers are Arvin Lee and Enid Cortez. Our executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane. Our editor is Elliot Deneve. And our technical engineer is Travis Holden. See you next week for our final episode of 2022. (laughs) 